0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Reverend Odette Lockwood Stewart, pastor of Epworth United Methodist Church, spoke on Sunday, June 13, 2010. Her sermon was titled Jubilee: What if your greatest debt was completely forgiven? The lectionary reading is Psalm 5 verses 1 through 8 and Luke chapter 7 verse 36 through chapter 8 verse 3.
1: If you think you don't need grace from others or from God, if you think that you stand apart from the real sinners, if you believe that they are unclean and you are not, and if you think that Jesus or the church really shouldn't have anything to do with people like that, No matter who those people are, theologies, cultures, politics, people you've actually met and have some data on, (laughs) people you're sitting next to or are related to or have wounded you, if you really think Jesus and the church shouldn't have anything to do with people like that, then this scripture is for you and for me." Like Simon the Pharisee, many of us know we are sinners. We have fallen short of perfection. Any people totally and completely perfect in the congregation today? All right, good to know. Good to know. Stand up, because we want to talk to you after worship. (laughs) We know we are sinners, or if you don't like sinner language, we are broken, we are not whole, we are imperfect, whatever works for you, but we aren't sinners, if you know what I mean. The unnamed woman in this story loved much, Jesus says, loved much because she was forgiven much. Her gratitude led to love, without counting the cost, a poor woman of the city with an alabaster jar of expensive ointment. She gave a gift far more than she could afford because what she had already been given, what she had already been given was without price. She wept at the fullness of that truth. She wept in the presence of Jesus. Her tears washed his feet. Her hair dried his feet. She anointed and kissed him. Now, Simon, God bless him. One of my favorite things I learned from 12-step program is a saying that says, God bless him, change me. Whenever I'm really irritated at someone whether it's on the highways or in my life or on the news I say God bless them change me God bless them change me God bless It doesn't always work but it, it but it shifts my perspective just enough for the spirit to get in there Now Simon God bless him change me saw this outrageous behavior from a woman he knew to be a sin- sinner he knew was unclean and he saw the equally outrageous behavior of this so-called holy one, Jesus, who didn't seem holy at all because he let this unclean woman touch him. Simon focused on judgment and missed joy. Simon focused on judgment and missed grace. Simon focused on judgment and missed the joy and freedom of Jubilee. And because he focused on her obviously undeserved forgiveness, Simon failed to realize that he too had received a gift, that he too had been forgiven much. Simon was not really aware of how great a gift he had received, how great was his indebtedness. He thought he had earned God's grace. Do you hear me? He thought he had earned God's blessing by being right and by being good. And so he missed out on outrageously extravagant love and joy beyond human understanding. A young man who feels rejected nearly every day told me the other day that others never want to be with him. They never pick him. When I asked why, he said, because they think I'm obnoxious. I asked him if he was obnoxious, and he said yes, but I've got reasons. well. If we could perceive the burdens carried by every person in this room, every person in the market, on the bus, in the streets, the breath of God would flow through us, through our songs and sighs and silences and prayers. God bless them, change me. And there would be healing. And if we could receive and recognize the grace and forgiveness and beauty in us and among us every moment, even in moments of pain and loss, the breath of God would free us to new life for the sake of the world God so loves. There is a tradition in our heritage going back at least to the book of Leviticus called Jubilee every seventh year the Israelites were commanded to observe a Sabbath year a year of rest and renewal for the land and for the people. Then at the end of each seventh Sabbath year then on the 50th year they observed the Sabbath of Sabbath years. Jubilee. Richard Robert, excuse me, Hammerton Kelly wrote, Jubilee was a time of freedom, justice, and homecoming. I like to think of Jubilee as the time when freedom and justice are brought home to us and to our world. Grounded in the faithfulness and in the communal laws of the people, there would be no planting, no indebtedness, no enslavement, no homelessness. The word jubilee in Hebrew yavel, forgive me Steed, (laughs) means release. The year of jubilee is a year of release. While it may sound very idealistic or impractical or unattainable to us, jubilee was practical in its origin. Jubilee was a time for personal and economic liberation. Amen? as well as for restoration of the balance of power and duty. You know, after a while, wealth can accumulate or centralize, amen? (laughs) We may have noticed that over time to such an extent that it is not healthy for the society. It is not healthy for the people. Jubilee was a means once every 50 years of restoring balance to lives and to the life of the people. A reminder that God is the true owner of all land, creator of all people, and source of right relationships. Jubilee was a clean slate, a new beginning. Jubilee was forgiveness applied to all of our life and all of our relationships. What is your greatest debt? You don't have to shout that out. What is your greatest burden? And what is the burden you carry for others? Can you imagine the freedom and gratitude, the joy and release you would feel if that debt were completely forgiven? That is the joy of Jubilee. That is the joy of the woman who loved much. What is it like to stand in need of forgiveness and to receive that forgiveness? To stand in need of grace and receive that grace. What does it mean to forgive? That is the new life of Jubilee. That is the new life of the woman who is saved and set free to go in peace. Now before I and we simply flip from judging the woman to judging Simon for not getting it, let's look for a moment, let's take just a moment to think about the things in our own bodies and minds and souls, let alone the bodies, minds and souls of others, that we don't get. I've been living with myself for 57 years and I continually surprise myself. And pray and ask with St. Paul for help because I do the things I ought not do and do not do the things I ought. We may have moments when gratitude sweeps over us or beauty sweeps over us or just love sweeps over us and tears flow. We may know moments when the freedom of forgiveness from an unexpected source or the freedom to forgive when we thought we never could and grace cause us to dance in delight or tend to someone with extravagant gifts. But for me, most of my time is spent in paying attention to the voices of judgment, giving those voices power rather than joy giving attention to the weight of indebtedness or accumulated wrongs rather than the unbearable lightness of grace. After Simon chastised and challenged Jesus for not knowing what kind of woman he was caring for him, the scripture reads, and Doug read it so beautifully, Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And then he told him a short and simple parable about forgiven debt. In this story about two debtors, one was aware of how much greater 10 times their debt was and was more deeply grateful and joyful. The other was less grateful or loving in response. Yet in the story, both were forgiven a debt they could not pay. Recently, I had the great privilege, while some of us were in New York City for some meetings, to see Denzel Washington and Viola Davis perform in a revival of August Wilson's Fences. In the program, there was a single quote from August Wilson, an invitation from the playwright. It read, confront the dark parts of yourself and work to banish them with illumination and forgiveness. Your willingness to wrestle with your demons will cause your angels to sing. Use the pain as fuel, as a reminder of your strength. To know as we are known, to love as we are loved, to forgive as we are forgiven, this is the joy of jubilee. Thanks be to God. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of Upper Earth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Worship services are Sunday at 10 a.m. at 1953 Hopkins Street in Berkeley. Child care is provided during worship visit our website at www.epworthberkeley.org.